Hello, this is Brianna Nye, and I would like to welcome you to our podcast, Revealed in Ephesians, The Mystery of Who I Am in Christ. We are studying through the book of Ephesians together. If you're jumping onto this podcast for the first time, I want to, well, you can listen right now to this podcast, but I want to encourage you to go back to my website, briannanye.com, and look, start from the beginning, because we're really jumping in right in the middle today. And I have to tell you, um, this, uh, we're on week four, day three, and um, this topic, when I was starting to write the book, I really wrestled with it. I was like, God, I know this material is so, so important, but I also feel like a lot of people are going to glaze over when they read it because it's very, um, it, it's got some history in it. It's got some Old Testament stuff in it, um, but I really know how important this is <laughs> theologically and also practically speaking. So I'm going to say a prayer right now, and then we're going to go into this. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you. I pray that your spirit of wisdom and revelation will fill us up today, that you'll fill my mouth and my heart and help me to communicate this to these wonderful people listening right now. I pray that your spirit will open their hearts, their minds, their eyes to know the hope of their calling in you, Lord God, and to understand by your spirit, your wisdom, and your revelation, Lord, what we're talking about today and how you bring reconciliation and and how important this is in um, the scheme of the, of the history of the world and um, for eternal life and salvation for every man, woman, and child who believes in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, today we're jumping right back into this whole issue of Jews and Gentiles. Um, Let me read Ephesians 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember... No, I'm going to back up. Sorry. Ephesians 2, verse... um, and eight, for it is by it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. All right, so no one can boast. For why we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So here Paul is laying out this whole scenario that we were trying to be good in our own way. We were full of sin, we're full of transgression, and we can't we can't do it. Our our own best efforts, our own goodness is not good enough because we're not perfect and we always have this record. We always have this record before God. Um that needs expunged, and the only way that it can be expunged is through, um, is through death. Actually, it's it's through death. Why? Because God is a just God. Not only is God a loving God, God is a just God. So if God ceased to be just and He started just winking at sin and being like, oh, "I'll let that one pass. I'll let that pass," then the person that was sinned against um, is. The person that is sinned against is never going to have justice done for them. So God couldn't do that. So he had to work justice. He had to work justice in order to reconcile us. The bill had to be paid, you know, and it's not just a traffic ticket. It had to be paid. And God said in the beginning that the day you sin, you will surely die, that sin brings death. The reason sin brings death is because it's not too complicated. Let's talk about who God is. God is life. 
God is love. God is hope. God is peace. God is strength. God is justice. God is truth. So whenever you step back away from who God is and you walk out of relationship with God, um, you cease to stand in a position of love, life, hope, um, faith, trust, you you cease to move in, you you cease to be there and you move into the opposite of that. So if you're you're walking out of life, then you step into death. And and that's why everybody, I mean, everybody dies. You might just think like, well, that's just part of life. But it's it God didn't intend it to be that way. He didn't intend us to die. He intended us to live forever. So what we have here is when God came in, um, the first thing he did was he called Abraham and he called Abraham to follow him, and Abraham did. And long story short, because it's a really long story, is he turned Abraham into a great nation. Very long story short. And he gave Moses, a descendant of Abraham, the Ten Commandments and the law. Why? To show the children of Israel that they could not be perfect. Also to give them parameters. They had parameters as a governing, as they had government parameters. God gave them a law for their government. He gave them health laws. He gave them family laws. He gave them all kinds of laws. And and um, that's all in the first five books of the Bible. But those laws were meant to keep people in God's in this covenant with God, but the law was flawed. What was wrong with the law? The law was flawed. The part of the law that was the flaw was us because we couldn't keep the law. We couldn't live and keep every part of the law. This covenant God made with his people, Israel, was based on like, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. Like if you... um. If you don't lie, I'll do this. If you do, th- and and so it was all based on it was all conditional, based on us keeping the law. But it was impossible for people to keep that law. And God made provisions in the Old Testament. He made a blood sacrifice with animals. So if you sinned, you could sacrifice your best sheep, um, a sheep it was required, or a goat, um, or a dove if you were poor. It was without blemish. It couldn't be a blemished. It couldn't be your worst. It couldn't be your sick one. It had to be your best. And the thing was, well, then they like, don't get too upset here. We're not talking like just this weird sacrifice. It was basically a barbecue. I mean, a spiritual barbecue because they would kill the animal and then the priest would have part of the meat for his family. And then the other part of the family, the the Israelites, their family would partake of the sacrifice and the blood of that animal. So the priest would lay his hands on the person and then transfer the family sins to the animal and the animal's blood would cover it. And that was, the sin was still there. It was just covered. So that family was able to walk in fellowship with God and they had to keep following the law. And if they broke the law, they'd have to keep sacrificing. But when Jesus came, he provided the final sacrifice. Why? Because he was fully God and fully man. And so being fully God and fully man, Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. So he, not having his own sin, could die on the cross and take 
our sin and take our punishment. So the justice is fulfilled because Jesus chose to pay the price for every sin of every person who has ever lived and ever will live. He took to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. And when he nailed that sin to the cross, it it fulfilled the law. It didn't set the law aside, it fulfilled it because the wrath of God was satisfied and the justice of God was satisfied. So the mercy of God and the justice of God meets at the cross. And because of that, everybody, even people that don't have the law, can come to God through Jesus Christ, who is our high priest now, our high priest. We don't need to go to a priest in a temple in Jerusalem, which they don't have a temple there anyway. So there's no temple. There's no sacrifice for sin if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. If you're a Jew and you are living today's today, you're, you got to ask yourself, where is my sacrifice? That is a huge part of the Torah. It is a huge part of required sacrifice for sin. But here, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, it's it's prophesied in in the Old Testament over and over, um, Yeshua, and, and it's his name is actually in, oh, the book has left my mind. I'm going to have to remember it and say, tell you when it is later on another podcast. I'll have to look that up, um, which book it is. Uh, but it, it actually says his name in Hebrew, and he was the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb, the Passover lamb um, that takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist, when he saw him, said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So anybody, whether they're Jew or Gentile, can come to Jesus and have their sin forgiven and not just covered. He's not like, oh, I'll cover that and hide your sin. A lot of Christians look at they, they still don't understand the gravity of this, that Jesus actually removes your sin. Um, some people say like Jesus covers it. So when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. That's true. He does see Jesus, but he sees you cleansed by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says when he forgives your sin, he removes it from you as far as the east is from the west. And he takes the burden of your sin and the weight of your sin, and it's like throwing it into the bottom of the ocean because he loves you, because mercy and grace meet at the cross. And it says here, therefore, remember that formerly, this is Ephesians 2.11, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that's the Jew or the, the Gentiles versus the Jews, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he may, He himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. 
So, oh, a few minutes ago, I said he didn't set aside the law. What I meant is he didn't like ignore it. He didn't say like, oh, I'm ignoring the law now. He was able to say, it is finished. I have fulfilled the law. It is complete. It has been completely fulfilled. And those who walk in faith in me, you don't need a high priest anymore. You don't need to go to Jerusalem to have a lamb sacrificed. You don't need that high priest to go ask forgiveness for his sin and make sacrifice for his sin and then make sacrifice for your sin. You just need one Savior. And everybody needs that same Savior, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, no matter what color of your skin, whether you're a man or a woman or a child or old person, everyone needs the Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So there we are. We have week four, day three. I think you're going to enjoy that study. There's a lot in there I didn't tell you about today. So enjoy that. God bless. God bless.